0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Darris and Ryan on the production today. Six o'clock, you'll hear Ron Rivera's presser from earlier. By the way, next segment, boys. I want to hear what your silliest Christmas gift you got was and your silliest Christmas gift you gave was. Don't disappoint me now. Oh, Ryan immediately starts cringing a little bit. He's like, oh, boy. I don't know. It doesn't sound like uh, Santa had too many presents in that bag over there, Ryan. So we'll, uh, we'll get those from you next. We're talking Carson Wentz, though. The Browns are coming to town. Here is the good news about this matchup. It's a great matchup on paper for Washington. The Browns don't stop the run well. They don't stop the run really at all. They are bottom five in the NFL at stuffing the run. Overall ranking, they're 25th, but they're worse than that per play, which is the better metric. They've done an okay job against the pass where they're middle of the pack. Their defense is 20th out of 32 teams. They don't pick off passes about 1.7% of the time. And believe it or not, with Miles Garrett, they don't rush the quarterback that well. They're 22nd in sack rate about 6.4% of the time. So, this is not a team. You know, when you play the Cowboys, if they have their starters in next week, like that's a tough matchup in terms of holding up in pass pro. Miles Garrett had three sacks in the first two weeks, he had five sacks in the first five games of the year. He's got 13 and a half right now. And still, that team is one of the, you know, bottom half of the league and worst in the league, as it is, bottom 10, in terms of getting to the QB and getting you on the ground. So that's not to say that Wentz isn't going to get sacked. I think Garrett is going to have two, two and a half, you know, something like that. It could happen. But ideally, as a team, three, four sacks, something like that, I think is probably a good place to be. You still win that football game. It's when you get into that five, six, seven range, something like that, that can become problematic. But if they sack Wentz four times, I don't think that derails you. Assuming you don't lose fumbles. I was watching Hard Knocks with um, the Cardinals in season recently. And Kingsbury, and I know he's the butt of jokes, but he had this line he was saying where I think the number was like seven or something. I'll have to go back and confirm that. But it was like the the negative plays for them, which meant offensive penalties – sacks and, like, negative yardage plays, runs or whatever, needed to be seven or lower. And and he's done the math and like, his time as a coach, and X percent of the time, you know, 80% or whatever, you win if that number is seven or fewer. And I kind of like that for Washington. Like, if you keep the number of minus one, minus two runs, get you behind the sticks, or sacks, or penalties, I don't need it to be perfect. I'm not crazy. I don't need you to have no sacks and... You're never behind the sticks. It's going to happen occasionally. You get 10 or so drives, right? If a couple of them get spoiled, that's football. But it can't be the norm. My guess is their plan is going to be similar to what they told him going into San Francisco, which is let's let our playmakers make plays, man. And I don't know how much they have to tell him. Like If he's smart, and I don't know whence, I've never talked to him, but watch your own film. Do a little self-scouting. You know what happened against Philly and against Dallas? You gave the offense no chance by holding on to the ball the way he did. And Turner's got to help him. Turner's got to call some quicker, developing, shorter, dropped stuff. It's got to be three and five steps and out. But you still want that deep shot. You still want some play action, and that's going to take... You know, being effective in the running game and maybe even moving the pocket, You know, giving him the time to survey a little bit, those are shots. Those are wrinkles. That That's additive. That's one, two times a half. But it's got to be part of the offense. Otherwise, what the heck did you trade for this guy for? If you didn't plan on throwing the ball down the field, wh- why are we doing any of this? Why did you drive to the beach if you don't plan on getting in the water? You don't acquire Carson Wentz and talk about how big his arm is and his arm strength if you're not planning on allowing him to throw the ball vertically. It's got to be a part of what they want to do. But I think against the Browns, this is about everything we've been saying for weeks with Heineke. It's Brian Robinson. Sounds like maybe Gibson's banged up. That's fine. Jonathan Williams is capable number two. Robinson's going to get 20-plus carries. Maybe Williams gets eight or nine carries. You're close to 30 with those two guys. You stay on the field. And you let Wentz complete 65 to 70%, throw for a couple hundred yards and a couple touchdowns, protect the football, and assuming your defense just plays normal football, you get out of there with a win against this team. You're not playing the Chiefs. Let's not act like we are here. No, This is not a playoff team because they're not good. Let's go to Herb and Stafford. What's up, Herb? How are you? Hey, man, how's it going? I'm glad to be on. Appreciate you. I'm going to tell, tell you a couple reasons why I'm excited for Wentz. One thing is this. You don't lose your job by injury. I'm a strong believer in that. Another thing is we're the only team in the NFL up until this past week, since week two, that hasn't had more than two offensive touchdowns. Since week two, we have not had more than two offensive touchdowns. Wentz will bring that. I mean, I, I just I'm excited to see what he brings. He utilizes his playmakers, and that's something that we weren't getting. I'll listen. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, it's it's so hard for me because you know it almost seems like I'm always in the middle, um, trying to be devil's advocate. I'm just not a big believer in Wentz. I just think he's better than Heineke. That's how I would sum it up. So am I thinking that this is going to solve all their problems? Nope. Uh, Their long-term answer is ideally not on the roster right now. The guy that's going to help them go on their first long playoff run since I was in diapers and some of you guys listening right now weren't born and a lot of you guys who are listening were a lot younger and partying after those Super Bowls. That person's not on the roster. My vision... Best-case scenario, I close my eyes and think about what I want it to look like, is exactly what it's been with Heineke, but you hit on more of the stuff that he hasn't been able to throw in the ball. And I actually think that's a really hard team to play. If you're able to run it, if you're able to play good defense, and you're able to gash teams down the field on some shots, and play action, I think that's a pain-in-the-ass team to deal with. And that's kind of best-case scenario what I'm hoping they can become with Wentz. And it... Maybe they fall on their face here, proverbially. Maybe he does, literally. I mean, maybe, you know, he's in the backfield falling all over and getting hit, and next thing you know, it's been two games, they lose one or both of them, and and they go into the offseason knowing definitively they got to get out of jail free card on him they're using, and Heineke's a backup as well, and and... Now what? Do you call on Garoppolo? Do you trade up to go get a QB in the draft? I mean, those conversations will begin if they don't make the playoffs. I think those conversations should probably happen even if they do. But I'll sneak this take in on you real quick. I think if they make the playoffs, they're probably going to start beating the drums for you know, Wentz to come back here the following season. Let's go to Pat in Mechanicsville on Grant and Danny. What's up, Pat? All right, how you doing this evening? I'm good, buddy. Hey, um, you know, I don't know if you remember last year when the Colts had a chance to get in the playoffs and went fell on his face against Jacksonville, and that's the only reason we have him on our roster now because if he had a, went and won that game, and, and uh, he, he still would have been with the Colts. And another thing, my scenario, the perfect scenario this weekend would be <clears throat> the Redskins win Saturday, everybody else lose, the last game doesn't matter, and we put in Sam Howell and let him quarterback mid- midway through that game and just to see what he could do a little bit. And other than that, I have no confidence in um Wentz. Thank you very much. Yeah, it'd be cool to see how. I just think that that ship is midway into the ocean at this point, and we can't see it from the pier anymore. But If your hypothetical comes through, I think that would make sense. It would be awesome to see him. Uh, They wouldn't take that opportunity, though. What they would probably do is play Wentz to get him the reps that they would feel like he needs to have the best grasp going into the playoffs. If you sit him maybe for the fourth quarter or something, my guess is they'd go to Heineke and get him some work going into the postseason because those would be the two guys that would be active. You don't really play quarterbacks that are third on your depth chart unless you're in evaluation mode for the upcoming season. So I think our chances, those of us who wanted to see Sam Howell, and I was among that contingent at one point this season, um, that's probably no longer an option. For the caller who mentioned the red zone, they were 5-for-5 in the red zone at getting touchdowns their first two weeks of the year when Wentz in this passing game was humming. Jacksonville 2-for-2, Detroit 3-for-3. They went 1-for-3 in that dud against the Eagles, and then 1-for-3 against Dallas, 0-for-1 against the Titans, 1-for-2 against the Bears. But part of what they wanted when they went to Heineke was to upgrade on third down, which they initially did, and then it ended up being essentially the same before it got a lot worse late. And they wanted better red zone production, and they haven't gotten that. That's one area in his career where Wentz has actually been pretty good with the big arm, forcing the ball into some tighter windows. They were 2-for-3 against the 49ers in that capacity. What do you guys expect from Carson Wentz against Cleveland? That is the question on Grant and Danny on the fan.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.